I was saying, Becky got the second shot, and when she got it, she was totally fine. Huh? So I was thinking, okay, well, maybe everyone will be totally, totally fine, but then Becky's husband, Mark, Mark got the first shot, and he was okay, but then when Mark got the second shot, Mark was like, I've got a little arm pain, a little arm stiffness, which was pretty typical, but then the next day, mm -hmm. that's the thing, it's always the next day. The next day, he had a fever and chills. It's always you know, the next day. And he was down for the count. Right. He actually went and got another COVID test, just in case. That's how sick he was. Um just kidding. Welcome to Carl wow. Pooling. How boring has your life been since the only the only words that you've heard <laughs> for the past month of your life were the ones that I just stated? Just uh, send us an email if you're absolutely bored to tears with other people's vaccination story. Uh, we had a whole show that was just us doing that back and forth yeah. with different characters for a good hour. Um Maybe yeah, that will can, be a stretch get it on our later on down the line. Um, yeah, <laughs> on our OnlyFans. Mom, mom, don't Google mom, that. Stop it. Get put the phone down. Let's talk. Hey, put let's the wrap phone for down, a minute, mother. Mom. Did you ever have a youth pastor try and use that <laughs> one with you? Let's wrap for a minute. Like, hey, gang, wrap with me for a minute about this. No, it's really sad. But wow, I didn't know people could bring themselves yeah. that low um not that rapping should be a low form of anything but that people who have no business they mean, it, they mean it as like let's well, have yeah. a talk let's have a chat but they go hey rap with but these right. are the people that unironically wear vests with jeans so and fedoras and that weird like the news i don't even know the the mohawk the but not hawk, one. but i was gonna say they wear the news cap the faux you know? Where, like, they're like, yeah. it's like a baseball cap, but the top is just very attracted to the bill. I, the, mm. that's, that hat is just mm. a regular baseball cap where the top part is just way across the line constantly with the bill. It's just, there's a, there's a full on <laughs> PDA effect happening there. And it makes you look like a dork. The end. Oh, yeah. No. Well, now we've now we got the youth pastors coming at us. Great. <laughs> Again, seriously. Again. It's going to give me flashbacks to middle school. <laughs> All right, um, but not like that. Right. Not like that. We were not like we, that, we, we were Protestant, so it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome welcome to Carl Pooling. Anyway, if you couldn't tell listening to the show will get you fired. <laughs> I think we've explained why with a little <laughs> object lesson here at the head. Uh, we appreciate you being with yeah. us. It's been a wicked, wild week, and we're here to make it all make sense for you, our adoring audience. So uh, let's let's get into it. We talk about philosophy, science, religion, politics, everything on the show that you're not allowed to. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something that that everyone's talking about, but in a way that uh, you certainly you certainly aren't supposed to. So. Uh, Prepare. Gird thy Oops. loins, audience. You know, no one uses that yeah. anymore. Everyone's like, you want to go, bro? You want to go? You want to catch these hands? No one just does a stern point across the bar and says, gird thy loins <laughs> before throwing throwing down. I don't know. If you if you find the Shakespeare boys, you know, out in the parking lot after a few yeah. brewskis, they're, they're throwing that kind after, of crap at each after other. After a brown ale... 
and they're all sitting around there quoting <laughs> Hamlet and doing the snap dance. That's pretty intimidating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is, especially when there's like five yeah, men. They're in gonna bust the capulet. It, you know. Thank you. They've got so great rhythm. It you sounds know, like I just made the greatest joke of all time, and you didn't. It was acknowledge really, it. And the really problem is, joke. is that no, Busta Capulet is a joke that only you will appreciate because you're a literature nerd. <laughs> I need some validation, otherwise, I can't yep. continue to do the show. I, you know what? That Thank was an you. amazing joke, and no one's going <laughs> to get it but me, except for. One really, really, really obsessive fan of Romeo and Juliet, and I'm not even sure they're gonna get it. That's giving them a little was, bit too much credit. What was Let's the other family in Romeo and Juliet? Oh, dude, I have no idea. All right, literally All right. none. I strip you of your nerd status. Gird thy <laughs> loins. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Oh no. Anyhow, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun show today. Just kidding. It's gonna be a miserable show. Um, it's been a miserable mm. week and or at least a miserable mm. start to one but before we do that for a little a little levity a little mirth some playfulness if you will some sprightliness maybe a touch of mischievousness hunter bestow upon us the roadkill the roadkill is me this week brother um i have been injected by my choice uh with the jj the johnson and johnson um, the johnson and johnson vaccine i love how yes, my sir. joke at the beginning wow. expressly <laughs> i i ran the joke directly into roadkill and did not stop we were <laughs> yeah. the snow piercer and yeah this joke was a giant yes. block of ice okay we're we're hypocrites you got us media matters all right anyway you got the johnson and johnson and I'm going to die of blood clots. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You got it. And like immediately they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't though. We probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. We pro- and so, you know, it's pretty terrifying when you hear the FDA say we should stop yeah. doing something, you know, because most of the time they're like, I don't know, is I cow still? And they're like, have fun, Burger King. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so when they are like, whoops, maybe we should stop. You know, it kind of makes you think about the it. The FDA a keeping you safe. Um, no. Taco Bell, there's too much sand in that meat. And you're like, it shouldn't you just be like, no, there's sand in that meat? What do you mean too much, FDA? I don't know that I like the way you phrase that. And the FDA goes, I don't understand what you're talking about. I do not understand <laughs> your accusation. Okay, so anyway, yeah, they came out and said that it was causing blood clots. Now, let's just put a pin in that for humor's sake. I get yeah. I get a little bit of the clench every time like a belt goes weird in my car and I'm googling for recalls and stuff, much less <laughs> when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let a stranger put weird fluid into my blood. <laughs> and then immediately no afterward you got no recalled. Doubt. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, hey, we, we, we saw that you took our vaccine yesterday and we noticed the airbags aren't working. <laughs> uh, you've been driving around with it for five years, so why would you just bring it in and not yeah, die? That's you know? a mess. Like, okay. Um, okay, but let's, be, let's give right. the, the devil his due. Yeah. Bill Gates really needed to know where you were with the GPS tracker, so. 
What if the, like yeah. the, you take an okay X-ray of the blood clots and it's just a little picture of Bill Gates? <laughs> Can we just stop for one second and just go? Do you know how dumb it is to think that Bill Gates needs to put a microchip in you in order to track 100. you? Um, let me introduce you to this phone you're listening to the podcast on. <laughs> like, right. it's the dumbest thing it's I've ever not, heard. It's a sexual thing for him. It's not. <laughs> no, I'm it pretty is sure not. it is. And I don't even think that could be considered libel. Um, <laughs> just in case there's <laughs> any any legal experts listening to it. Just don't worry. I did one for you. I'm totally fine to say that he doesn't need the microchip. <laughs> He wants the microchip. <laughs> oh, no. So Bill um, Gates is in love with computers. That all to say, yeah. right? I get it, and he wants the computers. It, me, I, whatever. Um, so that all to say is, you know, should you be concerned? Should you do smart things? You know, should you always be exercising and things like that? Absolutely. If you got infected with the Johnson and Johnson, like me, uh, casual dweeb. Hunter Carl, then, you know, it might be a good idea to get out and run. But, Christopher, have you ever heard of this cool thing called statistics? Hunter, I believe, let me review our back catalog of episodes. Let me just peru. Yes, okay. I, believe it or not, I've employed them to okay. dangerous effect. I, I'm, I'm okay. somewhat familiar. Okay. I mean, I I don't believe it, but I'll go back and listen to the episodes for my own, you know, uh, just, just so I can prove that fact. But... Just here or there. So there have been a six people who have been in, who have been injected with the Johnson Johnson vaccine who have developed this horrible blood clotting, and there have been six point eight million people who have received the Johnson and Johnson Hunter, vaccine. Let me do, let me do a little math. Um, that is, if you carry the one, that is just about zero percent. Yeah. In fact, it's less than zero percent. It's it's such a minute <laughs> well, group a of people. It's okay, insane. it's not it's not less than zero percent, but it is like but it vastly vastly less than one percent. Christopher, Christopher, if the if the one is behind the decimal, then it's less than zero. I don't know what's wrong I, with you. You know what, Hunter? I guess <laughs> I need to go take pre-calc again because that is just blowing my mind right no. now. Um, <laughs> it's new math. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Well, a lot of people are doing it, so. Common yeah. core is so. I mean, I, that's all I have to say about that. This is this is the main thing that I want to say. And yes, I understand it's not less than zero percent. So please, everyone, take a big deep chill <laughs> pill. Um, but the thing I want to, Christopher, the stats people on our show are going to come after me. They're just all hungry well, they're for out, stats, and I've got to push. They them back traded in me. all their stat points for chill pills at your behest, and now no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Basically, this is a big boondoggle. In fact, I would say that this probably has more to do with continuing the blue and non conspiratorial fear mongering over COVID than it does with any actual actual problems with the vaccine. Not saying that there can't be side effects, but this is kind of the same the same tack that we've been taking with the well, if it only saves one life, and I'm like, well, if it only saves one yeah. life, you know give me your driver's license you know so it doesn't it's this this bizarre standard which is incapable of making sound social political policy around six six million or six billion it can't be six billion duh 
six, six million, six, six million, million people getting this vaccine and only six people developing these blood clots. It's just a, it's just a boondoggle. It is. And the thing that's really, I mean, the thing that's really upsetting about it is these vaccines are more than likely saving lives at this point, sure. undoubtedly, and they're undoubtedly stopping the spread. And the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, one of the great things about it is the fact that it is mm-hmm. a one shot. So the fact that it can in your arm done, you're good in two weeks, you're no longer uh, spreading COVID. Like, I mean, it's such a great vaccine to actually give us a a buffer to spreading COVID much faster than the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. Sure. Um, and so uh, the fact that people are poo-pooing it, and if you remember when it first came out, the they were poo-pooing it in the FDA trials right. and things like that too. It All these vaccines are miracles. Um, the fact that they work as well as they do is a great thing. Are there side effects to vaccines? Absolutely there are. There are undoubtedly side effects, and you know, part of but part of having a society that doesn't have millions of people dying of smallpox is vaccines. Right. You know, right. so it's it's important to keep that in mind, um, you know, but when I'm dead of blood clots next, next week, you guys can all laugh, I yeah. guess. So it's good to keep things Hunter, Hunter, I will say before we continue the show, especially you guys can't see it, but we both have our, our video cameras on. I'm going to need you to go shave your, your third your third leg again because it's the hair is growing <laughs> at an accelerated rate. Uh, I can't control it. It just kind of does its thing. I can't quite tell if it's a leg or a tail because it does have a foot, but it doesn't appear to have any bones, so I don't know. Right. Anyway, vaccines are good for you, and they're perfectly safe, so go get them. And uh, you can look like an uh, an eldritch horror touched by the beyond, just like Hunter. Uh, the mm. moon presence existing eternally in his sacred tentacle. You just bloodborne so hard. And once again... That's going to be a joke only I understand. Bloodborne so. is such a good game. And Hunter, here's what people don't understand about the pale blood. Is that the ancient Tumerians and the healing church, really, you, they're the villain in this story. Why You can't blame Master Lawrence for simply seeking insight. Uh, okay. This is so right. Enough said about that. But uh, you really want me fired <laughs> up? You really want me fired up? We'll talk about what those hunters did. They knew what they were That's doing. Right. And German... German, don't make me come up there. I will rip your crippled butt out of that chair in an, at a heartbeat, German. What a German, loser. Can we just do a, can we do one of our bonus podcasts, just a very large discussion of the lore of Bloodborne? I would, that would be a good cast. Absolutely love that. Um, our audience okay, would good. absolutely hate that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, write in if you want to hear the, the Bloodborne Explained lore podcast. I've got a lot of thoughts. Um no doubt. Yeah. So, so all right. Let's transition then into something. Uh, well, actually, let's not. Hold on. I want to say one th- more thing about the the whole fight or Johnson and Johnson vaccine scare. So just today, James O'Keefe dropped another one of his brilliant pieces. People hate James O'Keefe, and they're they're very vicious towards him, mostly because he's got the media by the undersides. They're, they're under undercarriage. And he continues to to increase the torsion. So today he had an insider get undercover video of a technical director at CNN. And what was the technical director's name, Hunter? Uh, Charles something. I thought it was Chris. Oh, is it Chester Charles? It is Charles Chesterton. I think you're right. One Char- of those is it. Charlie Chester. 
Charlie Chester. That yeah. sounds right. Charlie Chester. I, just, I was really close. Just confirmed. Charlie Chester's talking about how in this video that this insider got about how CNN's goal, unstated goal, was keeping President Trump from be ele- being elected. He talked about CNN's willingness to push what he considered himself propaganda just to attack Trump, see, throw everything at him, see what sticks. And then he says something that's very relevant. So it's a completely damning piece of piece of journalism. And uh, congrats to James O'Keefe again for having the best actual journalist outlet in America right now. Not necessarily punditry, but actual journalism. He he says Charlie Chester that the media is about to make a big transition, that CNN is about to make a big transition from Trump to climate alarmism. And he says that he is going to, he foresees the use of a large amount of fear-based stories because, quote, fear sells. So, not just Carl Pooling, not just the other conservatives that you listen to, these journalistic outlets themselves openly acknowledge that they engage in propaganda, that they have an agenda that's not providing information, and that fear is one of their most effective tools at both increasing their bottom line and pursuing the message that they want. So I highly recommend you go look at that video. And when you marry that to this Johnson and Johnson scare, which let's be honest, these people at the CDC and the WHO and CNN are all playing from the same rule book. They're all uh, attempting to scry the current whereabouts of Anthony Fauci and just repeat ad nauseum, whatever tripe comes out of his aging mouth. They, They are all invested in this game of making you afraid so that that they can get their way and increase their bottom line and it is sick so when you hear something that's so statistically irrelevant like six people develop blood clots after getting a vaccine that's been distributed to multiple millions of people you know that you are being sold a false bill of goods you know that the goal is fear and not safety you know that the goal is money and not information and you know that the fear that the goal is is agenda and not the truth and of course since I, here at carl pulling we make no profit you know that you're only getting the the pure unvarnished gospel from us at any given moment and what i think is so interesting christopher about that and you stole the joke from me and i'm upset about it but it's okay okay um but is i've heard ben shapiro and nate silver both make the same argument today about the communication around the johnson and johnson vaccine Right. Oh, really? Because, right, because basically saying that this kind of rhetoric is potentially going to lead to more deaths and less fixing of the pandemic right. by telling people not to get it and pausing it. Um, and you've already seen, you know, certain like distributions like get paused. Like I think uh, Washington, D.C. is no longer providing the Johnson Johnson vaccine from like April 14th to the 17th, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, regardless of what happens, people are not getting shots in their arms on those days, um, which is not good since this is the best tool we have right now for fighting COVID. Right. Um, the other well, other thing than a mask on her, other than 17 masks. I'm sorry. Other than 47 masks, there's literally nothing else we can other do. Other than wearing um, 3.8 million masks at one time, there's really nothing you can do. That's a great point. Other than wearing 7.20 million masks, there's nothing else you can do. 
Socrates would um, call it the form mask, the the ultimate <laughs> mask, the meta mask. The Meta Mask. Yes. Ooh, Meta Mask is a great name for a superhero who dies to COVID. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I've seen in this is from um, Matthew Iglesias, uh, a, another solid left winger, mm-hmm. uh, was saying that one of the things that he's, uh, I think this is him, he's read in this book, is that what was not considered at the beginning of this pandemic was the economic well-being. And so what Mm -hmm. a lot of economists have been derided for is being concerned about the economics of this, but they're saying, you're not thinking about this in traditional economics. We wouldn't, an economist would never just consider the GDP outcome. You keep saying an economist, and I really would like it if you started saying economist. (laughs) Economist? Economist. Economist. Okay, whatever you want. Whatever you you want. Just my preference. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. Um, An economist... Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, an economist um, would talk about like overall human well-being, sure. so to speak, instead of just the numbers associated with GDP. And when we shut down the entire country, we failed at making sure that everything was provided. And then we right. saw this in increased uh, suicide and increased everything. And it's one of the reasons why you see increased domestic abuse. This is one of the reasons, too, why... Dr. Anthony Fauci, when he says after he has the vaccine, he would still wear a mask and not go out to big social gatherings, you kind of are left scratching your head because it's obvious he's only considering this pandemic from one issue, and that's keeping people from dying from COVID. And that's not the only issue that people have to live in their entire lives. Yeah. You know, there's more things that affect them than just dying of COVID or any disease for that matter. And, And people also don't have a good appreciation for the fact that the economy booming actually saves lives. Like for a plethora of reasons availability of goods and services that are needed to survive and to thrive a reduction in crime crime does not happen as frequently when the economy is good this is a fact right and that makes sense suicidality goes up there's a bunch of things that happen when the economy tanks and so this single varied numbskull analysis that that is encapsulated in the phrase if it only saves one life is completely in in insipidly idiotic and that's mm. one of the reasons why anthony fauci is the number one paid uh public service worker other than the president what in the world are we doing in this country okay isn't he paid more than the president he might be hunter actually he I might be he now that you say that he might be the highest paid i think he makes more money than joe biden well he does a slightly better job than Joe Biden, but only slightly. Um, I'm not going to argue. I support it in that he should make more than Joe, but I don't support it in that neither of them should make a dime. Okay, hmm. let's hmm. let's move on to today's topic, Hunter, because we've got a lot to get through. Uh, we do. And you guys know what it is. Today, we have to talk about Dante Wright. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, there's There's a U in there that really throws me off. I think it's pronounced Dante right. Um, so, you guys have probably know the story. You've probably seen the video. Dante Wright. Video starts. He's getting arrested. He's outside of his car. And there's a female police officer behind him attempting to put him in handcuffs. There's multiple other officers at the scene as well. Dante shirks the restraints. Gets away from the female officer jumps in his car the lady very visibly pulls a glock handgun she yells taser 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 
shoots him in the in the chest and then screams oh oh my god car speeds off she says i shot him and he died uh pronounced dead at the scene this happened in uh in minnesota mm-hmm. so th- those are the the barest facts and, and we're gonna discuss this issue from a couple of different angles because uh now yet again minnesota and minneapolis are in flames mm-hmm. and that this it seems to be a common a common theme we're going to talk about the merits of such a thing but let's let's be clear here too it we, the facts from this case are still developing we're still getting information learning more we're going to give our take on what we think is the most likely uh the most likely fact pattern based on what we've seen so far that could change so let's just start there hunter it looks very apparent to me that this was an accident. If you listen to the woman's yes. voice, if you listen to uh, her her shout, taser, 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 which, by the way, uh, some idiots on Twitter have been suggesting that she thought that he had a taser, so she shot him. No. That's what police say before they fire a non-lethal weapon. If they're, if they're going to use a taser, they'll shout taser, taser, taser. And you, the only, the, the easiest way for you to understand that's what's happening in there without going to look that up or anything like that, just from the video evidence itself, is that the other cop backs away, right? Right. And he definitely does not know she's about to shoot him, right? Right. He, he hears taser, 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 and he moves out of the, out of the field of fire, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, t- tasers are incredibly finicky. In fact, if you want to learn more about tasers and cop behavior and cop training around tasers, I highly suggest you go look up my friend on, uh, on YouTube, Donut Operator. Great channel. Great information. Lots of facts. He, does a break, he breaks down a lot of these fatal incidents. So go check him out. Um, language for small kids little warning there however he does great breakdowns of, of these different shootings and you can see on you his learn site, a lot yeah he, he goes through a lot of taser incidents because tasers are not very effective and he also uh, explains in detail you know lethal coverage non-lethal coverage and that you know cops announce taser 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 typically three times before they before they deploy the uh, the taser prong so anyway it, it looks very apparent to someone who's familiar with police uh procedure that this woman truly intended to fire a taser and failed so that's that's my take where does that leave us legally i'm thinking that this is a pretty a pretty clear example of manslaughter right involuntary mm-hmm. manslaughter mm-hmm. the same as if you pass out driving your car and you mow through a crosswalk and kill someone right right not right not it's negligent but it's not it's not uh something that rises to like a depraved heart murder like fire intentionally firing a gun into a crowd or something like this right right so that's my take hunter are we do we see eye to eye on that we see completely eye to eye on that it's heartbreaking it's terrible it you know, I'm sure this lady just feels awful. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't imagine doing this. Um, it, it seems to me, I mean, if, if I was a cop, I mean, I would resolve myself to take my training so seriously 
And I think also, you know, just practice that and think through that. And anybody who owns a firearm should just take this moment as kind of a a calming wake-up call to remember safety around firearms and remember self-control and all of those things. Because, you know, holding a firearm, brandishing a firearm, if need, if you're required to do in some in some scenario that threatens your life is, you know, is an extreme responsibility and you should treat it as such. And there's a weird mistake here. I understand adrenaline. I understand all that. It, she could be a rookie cop. This may be her first time doing a traffic stop like this that got this serious. There's plenty of under reason where I can see getting caught up in the moment, but it, it's a major mistake. It ended in someone's death and it shouldn't have happened this way. Sure. Absolutely. And before we dive deeper into that, I think we should talk about why people were there in the first place, because that yep. that provides a lot of the context that the media is not really interested in you having. So it appears that they, they, the police officer made the stop because of it was a routine traffic stop. And I believe it was because Dante had something obscuring his rear view window. And so uh, mirror. yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Um, so pulled, pulled him over, performed a routine traffic stop upon running the plates and his identification realized that he had, uh, multiple outstanding warrants. Now I think Dante has had four warrants in his lifetime. I believe two of them have been resolved. Those were for, um, it was like a, a this isn't exactly right. It was like a drunken disorderly. And mm-hmm. one was, was a misdemeanor possession of, of marijuana. He, so some kind of, some kind of disorderly conduct and uh, misdemeanor marijuana. Those two had both been resolved, as I understand it. Now, he had two additional warrants that had not been resolved. Um, I think he was actually released from jail after being arrested for one of these charges, and it, it, the warrant says, to the effect, I can't remember the exact, the exact legal language on it, but effectively it looked like he was on some kind of conditional discharge from prison, and I assume that had something to do with COVID, but I can't be positive. And it it was related to aggravated robbery and felony possession of a firearm. And he did not come to court. And so, therefore, he, um, he had outstanding warrants for his arrest. Again. So, we can say all that to say, one of the reasons that, that everyone was there and the potential for this string of events happened was because this man was a criminal. Mm-hmm. And of course that's a quote unquote racist to say a word that means almost nothing anymore, but that's a fact. This man made decisions and made choices that ensured his interactions with the police were going to be worse than they had to be. So that's, that's a fact. Uh, here's another fact. He resisted arrest. You can see it very clearly in the video. The cop has um, his arms behind him. He's about to put him in handcuffs. And he resists arrest and attempts to flee from, from the police officers. So that is a fact as well. And then, of course, also relevant in the aftermath of this, uh, after the, the cops initially left, re-entered the area with, with riot gear to retrieve the body and things had already started popping off. And then all last night there were wild riots in uh, Minneapolis and surrounding cities in Minnesota. So it's this typical pattern that we see 
time and time again when incidents like that happen. And I think that about covers all the facts on the ground. Have I missed anything? I don't think so, no. Okay. So there's a couple points that I think we need to make here, and they're not popular points. Now, the most obvious point, and one that we've already covered on the show before, is that this is a very rare occurrence. It's a very rare occurrence that unarmed black men are killed by the hands of the police in America. Exceptionally rare occurrence. It's far more likely that they're killed... Uh, and gang violence by the Johnson and Johnson vaccine but it's far more likely that they're killed by the Johnson and Johnson vaccine as we continue to that's a joke yeah well maybe we'll see um Hunter your left it's far more your your left antenna has gone slightly flaccid (laughs) one second I got some is it good now I just got it gave some friction it's getting it's getting better Sure. No, I mean, there. You know, you're more likely to die in a car crash accident. Are the highways racist? You know, right. Um, you're more. I don't. You know, there, there's plenty of other ways that you're more likely to die as a black man or woman uh, in America. Uh, and let, let's just put the the death knell in it. Per interaction with the police, you are more likely to die at the hands of the police if you are white. Per That's interaction. True. So there you go. That is just how it is. So we're not gonna we're not gonna go down that same that same path. If you if you want to be rudely disabused of your incorrect notions or beliefs about the probability uh, or the epidemic of police shootings against unarmed black men in America, you can go listen to our previous episodes, specifically uh, some of the some of the Rayshard Brooks George Floyd episodes that we did uh, around this time last year, I suppose, maybe a, a couple months a couple months after that. Right, But today we need to talk about a couple of things. One, we need to discuss the fact that this is a tragedy, but not for the reasons that you're being told. Mm -hmm. I absolutely refuse to continue pretending that people getting hurt after they resist arrest is a tragedy. It's not. It's not. And we've gone through this this chain of responsibility before on the show. But if you make choices that increase the likelihood that your outcomes will be poor, then I am not going to treat you like a victim. What, why was this man trying to fight off the police and get back in his car? Why would Dante Wright choose to do that? Well, obviously... Right or wrong, he thought his chances were better in a police chase than they were in a processing center, in a detention facility. This is insane. Hmm. It's insane. And I can't, I can't continue to give credence to the, the manufactured lie that I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to purely blame the officer when people continue to resist arrest if you do not want to get shot by the police do not resist arrest if you do not want to die at the hands of police do not resist arrest rayshard brooks dante wright george floyd the 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 list uh, the, the list is almost as long as the list of unarmed black men that have been killed by police is is black men who have resisted arrest I think, you know, interesting that you say all that, Chris, 
you know, there's almost a statistic that you might want to look at that is resisting arrest and putting cops into situations they don't typically deal with every day. Right. Leads to probably the most police killings. In fact, I think that would be a very interesting study and I haven't done it, nor do I know if anyone else has. I wonder, because like, I know when I'm put into high pressure situations at work, that's when I'm most likely to fail, right? Something that I am not, I don't know. It needs to be figured out now. And yeah, somebody so, is requesting. Some people are good under pressure. Some people aren't good under pressure. No one is sure. as good under pressure as they are under no pressure. And what I mean right. by that is not saying that some people thrive when there's when there's something a goal with which they can strive for that's not what mm-hmm. i'm getting at what i'm saying is that if you need to perform a task and you can do so with no resistance or with some resistance you will always have a better shot at doing it with no resistance we don't need a study on that that's just sure. true you know what i'm saying sure. Uh, sure. But, sure. but but there's another little little study that you can do for yourself i mean in 2019 there was what like n- 18, 17 or 18 unarmed black men shot by the police unjustifiably believe, in America? I believe it was 19 unarmed black men shot by the police. Okay. All right. And so you know, we, we hear all their names on the news, and the vast majority of them resist arrest. I, I, this is not a, a, a common phenomena, and when it is, it is almost always related to resisting arrest. So, yes – we should look up the statistics. Someone should do a statistical analysis of that. But I think common sense and also your own lying eyes show you that the most damning thing you can do in a situation like that is try to resist. I, I completely agree with this. In fact, if, if nothing else, this seems to be yet again, more reason to increase police funding and training. Yeah. Right. Well, because you should pops in these situations in training where it's high stress, quick thinking and I don't know how you do that necessarily safety, but you could have this lady cop, you know, in a similar situation where she does pull the wrong weapon for whatever reason she did today, you know, and then address it in the training room instead of having to address it on the side of the highway. But yeah, well, it's a little and, bit and of a digression. You, you know what? I, the, here's the sexist take in case you didn't, you thought you were going to miss out on any sexism this episode. This woman got absolutely manhandled by this, by this, uh, by Dante Wright, absolutely manhandled. I mean, he literally melted through her arms like butter. So, I, I, I'll just say it: if you want non-lethal force to be used, why are we employing people that cannot employ non-lethal force? Hmm. I, there's a lot of reasonable arguments that we can make about this situation, but they run counterthetical to the prevailing narrative that equality has to be king and that all all of our problems would go away if we could just be equitable well here's a problem that because there was a woman on this task force might have been solved by someone who could have yanked that guy's uh backside back out of the car you know what i'm saying sure. it, it is just true if you're physically weaker you are going to have to go to a weapon sooner so but but no one wants to have that conversation you sure. know because that's not that's not politically correct to have that conversation it's not pc to have that that conversation when it might have actually saved dante wright's life Mm -hmm. to have that conversation right so i guess my challenge to people is are you actually looking for ways to solve problems 
or are you just excited that you get another chance to confirm your priors and preach? Mm. And, and if you're not willing to have that conversation, at least weigh out the pros and cons. I would say you've got, you've got a soul check that you need to do. And, and there's, there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways that we could take it. And, and Hunter, we'll get to, I agree. This, this looks like a case of, of bad training. I don't excuse Dante Wright of making someone perform a very high stress task that he should not have done. He shouldn't It's against yeah. the law to do, but, but it, it also could have been handled much, much better on behalf of the officer. Like I said, I think she'll be a, a, you know, a member of the criminal justice system from the other side here in just a little bit and probably deserves to. Um, that's not a justification of her actions, although they do appear to be truly negligent manslaughter. Um, so and that that's just that. I mean, there are actual solutions, actual policies that we could pursue that would make th- things like this better. And people don't want that. People, people who are using this as an opportunity to talk about racism and inequity and police brutality, etc., don't want to make the problem better. They want to pursue a very specific narrative. This is a lever for control for them. Yeah. And I mean, there's even non, and I'm going to be a little uh, tongue in cheek when I say this, non-sexist ways to make sure that your cops are able to perform um, physical feats in high stress situations, right? For starters, you know, have them meet certain physical requirements upon, upon joining the police yeah. force. They well, were definitely, the Marines tried it, Hunter. It didn't go so well. It doesn't matter. The point is that it's an obvious easy fix. And there's easy ways to like look at that. It's like, how much force do you need to have in your chest to be able to pull out a 200 man sitting in a, in a, uh, in a coop, right? Like that yeah. should be, that should, that's a, that's a pretty simple equation i think most people could could work together pretty quickly we could get some engineers to get us a number in probably half a day right of a pretty well, hunter actually you and i ran an experiment on that when antifa tried to stop the recording of one of our early episodes <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding <laughs> Anyhow. Right. right but but you get what i'm trying to say and like mm-hmm. that's a very non-sexist way to have that conversation and it would also ensure that men that were too weak to perform the job wouldn't be employed either um, right so you would well, have just better performing cops. And then what would be great is if you could say, look, we have these better performing cops. They're more optimized. Now we can pay them. We can actually afford to pay them more because they're better than our standard cops, so to speak. Right. And like, there's, there's plenty of these solutions that we can do, but, and, and I'm digressing a little bit from our point here, but my, my point being is that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly is the fact that you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You know, you yeah. don't resist the cops when they're arresting you and they're trying to put handcuffs on you. You know, and pay attention to when you're when you're in a position of authority and you're operating with deadly or you know uh, harmful force. You know, yeah. at all times. So well, well, and I bring up this. Of course, Hunter, you're using the classical definition of sexism. I don't think there's anything truly sexist about saying that women are worse cops than male cops simply because they're weaker as a population. Now, that's not. That doesn't mean there aren't exceptions. I don't sure. think that that's sexist. I think that that's realist. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not phenomenal uh, women cops out there either. So hear that sure. other side of it too. Sure. Uh, what I'm saying is that 
one of the problems with this specific narrative, which is being pitched as a continuation of the white hegemonic patriarchal violence that is oppressing black people, is now that if we if if this was just any other uh, sunny day and we said, well, women shouldn't be cops, they would all go, what are you talking? That's that's so sexist. That's not equitable. That's not in pursuit of equality. Just like they say that police killing black people isn't equitable, right? Mm -hmm. This is not, uh, this does not pursue properly the principles of equality that we have dedicated ourselves to. Mm -hmm. So if this had been any other day, you make that statement, oh, that's horrible, that's sexist, that's this, that's that. Well, here's a, a situation that you could actually make better by putting the, the protection of citizens above your narrative and you won't. Yep, agreed. You 100%. won't. That's the important takeaway. That's why I bring up that argument because... Yeah. It, it this and there's one of these in every single one of these shootings where you know with with um the Derek Chauvin George Floyd thing they're trying to rake this Asian under the bus and you're like well wait a minute is this Asian a, a, a thrall of the vampiric white overlord like that all of these equality intersectional arguments start to fall apart so that's important to say and and I like what you said uh you know Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Don't resist arrest. You exhaust my sympathy when you resist arrest. That doesn't mean that I'm happy that this happened. I am greatly displeased that this has happened mm -hmm. for all people involved. But just like it's not fair that you should die for resisting arrest, it's not fair that this lady officer has to live with this because she made a dumb decision and made a, a dumb mistake when you resisted right. arrest. Right. To the racism narrative, also, it just needs to be said, get get lost. There's absolutely nothing racist that you can take away from this, this shooting. I mean, there, there's no evidence for that. Anybody who is saying such things is doing so purely speciously. Mm -hmm. And it, it, doesn't, it hardly dignifies a response at this point. The charge of racism has become so watered down that I almost don't care about it mm -hmm. anymore. Now, I hate actual racism, but when, when the media screams racism and when BLM screams racism, it sounds, it is complete dead noise to me. They are, they are the ultimate form of the boy that cried wolf. No, that, that, that's a so, great point. It's becoming, it's, it's, the scary part is I think it's beginning to mean more and more and more to a certain group of people and less and less and less to another. Um, and that's, yeah. that's troubling. For all the reasons we discussed before. It's a huge problem. Huge problem. So, there. I think we've, we can put a, a nail in the coffin of that argument and that incident. Of course, the body of facts is going to continue to grow. We're giving you our analysis based on what we have That's right now point. and that is subject to change. Um, it is relevant, though, because... The data that we have right now is the data that the majority of the U.S. and the majority of the media have as well. So when we make arguments and when they make arguments, we're playing off of the same set of facts. So let's examine what arguments they are making currently, what arguments our politicians are making currently, and what, what arguments the politicians in Minnesota are making currently, and examine those with the knowledge that they have the same access to the information about the case as we do right now. I mean, it's incredible that we had body cam footage as the event was occurring. Um, that's not common. So we have a, a fairly large amount of data right now to go on. And so do they. So 
now these people don't even have the excuse of oh well like like in the in the shooting that occurred uh you know last month where it turned out to be uh what was he uh, armenian american i think and they go well must be some white guy again uh. right they don't even have the argument of lack of lack of data on this specific case so that they can fill in the gaps with racism here they actually have to purposefully backtrack over the facts in order to get back to racism mm. so there's even less excuse in an instant like this because we have so much data up front hunter what is being said about this and and what is happening in minnesota minnesota's right now? on fire yet again um which is right. completely upsetting, um, mainly, and it's being set on fire because of the police uh, brutality, right? Um, and that's right. the argument. It's being set on fire because there's a bunch of of nimrods who who enjoy yeah, it, violence. It, you know, I I don't know, Chris, and it, it might be relevant to this conversation. Is that I, I it wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota's um, policing budget was greatly reduced after the incident with George Floyd. Um, and I, I, I can't imagine that there's anything that people are, any cop really wants to work in that city. Um, and the fact too, that if you just were a struggling business and it got burned down and you then went into your business, you know, about a year later, just to see all your hard work pretty much get destroyed again. Plus COVID, Plus all of that. And yes, there may be some big stores there. And yes, it may be insured and all that. But when you go and destroy a Dollar Tree, you affect the people who work their daily lives. You know, and people people just don't get that. And it's quite upsetting to see the people be so possessed by a narrative that they're willing to hurt people that are in no way tied to that narrative. Right? And it it's clear that they right. are just... I mean, this is going to sound a bit harsh, but they're acting in some ways like frustrated children, right? Um, and there yeah, are definitely absolutely. ways that they... I mean, like, if you wanted to act in this riotous matter, manner, go to the courthouse and trash it. Go to the police, uh, the police district headquarters, whatever, and trash it, right? Um, go, go to the places of public office and trash it and put your money where your mouth is. Don't go to Walmart and steal a TV, you know. So December tenth, twenty twenty, the Minneapolis City Council approved thirteen to zero to uh, cut police budget by eight million dollars, reallocating the funds to crime prevention and social well, safety. Well, it looks programs. like it's working for the city so, pretty well. Yeah, it looks like that's working out great for you, as all of your sports team cancel their sports teams cancel their events because of all yeah. the insane rioting, and yet you'll say it was because of the tragedy. Um, Hunter, you're you're absolutely right, and, and this is another point that needs to be made. And, and let me be very clear, because I've been friendly with some people that have supported BLM in the past and supported the riots and thought that the the George Floyd video was horrible, and we learned more about it. Um, not that it's not very disturbing. It's just not quite what we were being told. It's also amazing to me that all of these, all of these, this is an aside, but all of these cases, all of these names, with precious few exceptions, the the people who get sanctified as the victims in these incidents are horrible people. Uh, you know, was it not just like 30 seconds ago that the left was pretending that they cared about ghost mm. guns? 
and people owning weapons who weren't supposed to and were going to support red flag laws and now this guy has an outstanding warrant for felony firearm possession and you guys won't talk about it wh- right. at all you don't you don't mm-hmm. care about it anymore because it's oh let's just rush back to the narrative like this is one of those times when we could agree that it's bad for this person to own a firearm because he has committed felonies and yet, and committed aggravated robbery. And yet, no, 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 hush that up, hush that up. Let's keep George Floyd's sordid history under wraps. Let's not let anybody talk about that. Let's pretend like this person was a perfect saint that was skipping down the road when he got shot for the crime of being black in America. It's horse crap. It's, it's, it's a total bucket of lies. And you guys pretend that you care about guns. You pretend that you care about guns until this happens. I mean, yes, did the officer do something bad with a gun? Yes. But also, was the reason that she was there doing something bad with a gun not initiated by the fact that Dante Wright did something bad with a gun? Yes. Where is your consistency? And and why do you think that the American people are so stupid that will allow you to play both sides of every ball? It's insanity. So, anyhow, I, I completely sidetracked myself there. I think I think uh, the issue, Christopher, is that with a lot of people being possessed uh, by the narrative, and you know, is there's a lot of things, but I think one is that people have a very lost sense of morality, right? And so they don't have a connection to what is right and wrong um, for the most part, or like standards. I also think that people don't have a lot of struggle in their life, though life has a lot of struggle and everybody understands Mm -hmm. that just implicitly. And people are looking for something important to do with their lives that they don't find typically in like the Monday through Friday, nine to five job. And so I think, and then COVID too. And so I think what happens is there's a bunch of modern malaise associated with, um, life and people are looking for something to have meaning and purpose and everything like that. And the real way, and we know this from a lot of our history and a lot of our philosophy and our religion is that in order to inculcate meaning in your life, you have to practice virtue, right? And that is hard and it is difficult and it is painful. And it requires you to do something like a scientist does. that says, I will try to disprove the things that I hold sacred, right? And I think that when people don't have that instinct in themselves and they don't practice it themselves, they become people that are able to be possessed by ideology, right? And when you are able to be possessed by ideology, you're taken by the spirit of your times, you know? And I think that's what you see playing out in Minnesota. And and that's why... That's why the, these people, like you said, are acting like children, right. like frustrated children. That's why that they're they're burning down their own cities, but not directed in um, any way that's meaningful. When things like yeah. th- this happen, right, right. Well, there's and there's a heartbreaking video of Dante Wright's mother coming out and saying, "Please stop the violence. If you stop, if you continue this violence, it'll be about the violence, and it won't be about him." It's sad for multiple reasons. One, because she just lost her son, and that's a horrible mm-hmm. tragedy for any mm-hmm. mother, no matter what. Um, the second, but but in a certain way, she lost her son long before yesterday, and there's a there's a plethora of reasons why that could be. The second the second reason that it's tragic is she thinks that those people are actually right. there for him. Right. No, they are not. 
They're not. There are many people, and the the rioters included, and a lot of people who will poo-poo the rioting because it means that they get to preach and proselytize and confirm their priors and, and take to social media and be right again. Right, in quote marks. There's a lot of people who hear these things, and they are not sad. There's a lot of people who hear these things, and they are not upset. They are glad that they get the opportunity to take advantage of a situation again. Let's talk about the most direct example. They burned down GameStop and the Foot Locker. Are you kidding me? What what if those actions are going to bring Dante right back, you jackasses? No, there there are many people who are there, and I'm not saying all of them, but many of them are there. Ex- Expressly because they are pleased that this happened because they're going to get the latest 2K and and a new pair of Jordans. And that's disgusting. You want to talk about the depth of depravity of human evil that happened in Minneapolis yesterday? It had nothing to do with the officer and it had nothing to do with Dante Wright. It's people that will take other people's tragedy and use it as a lever to, to progress themselves. Either emotionally or socially or financially, materially. In this case, there's nothing more disgusting. There's nothing more disgusting than going and stealing a pair of shoes because you know you can get away with it. Because because somebody died. That's the, the you've plumbed the depths of human evil at this point. It's it's simply unacceptable. And yet and yet you'll have you'll have journalists journalists. What a sham! You'll have journalists going to the police chief and saying. Pushing back on him using the word riot to describe the fires that are happening in Minneapolis right now. You'll have you'll have those people going out and defending that oh no, this he, is protesting. He has this is protesting. people that he works with in his force that did not commit any crimes, that are good police officers, as well as we can understand from the data, right? As well as we can understand from what we can see, right? And has injured people in riots yesterday being told by journalists that that didn't happen. You know what? You know, war is peace, Chris. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I agree, Charlie Chester. You Mm. are propaganda. You are. uh, Journalism is an absolute Mm. sham in this country. And you're you're right in your diagnosis center. It's because these, uh, even our pandemics are pampered. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Are you kidding me? Like someone with Spanish flu wants a word. We have the easiest, best lives. We have the most privilege of any people on planet Earth. And that's not because we're white, you chicanerous fools. It's because Mm. we live in America. Uh, We, we, every wish is granted. Like you drank cold water today. And for centuries, people didn't drink cold water. You privileged Mm. brats. And, and 19 people get shot in 2019 and you lose your mind because you have no meaning. You have nothing to struggle against. You have nothing worthwhile to strive for. And what does that breed? Well, it doesn't breed virtue. It breeds the exact opposite. It breeds people that will take a mother's tragedy and turn it into mm. some new kicks. That, that's what it breeds. And anybody, anybody who is defending this, Anybody who's defending this, let me just be extremely clear. Yeah. You're my enemy. You're my enemy. I don't want to be your friend. If you're going to make excuses for the riots, I, and I don't care if you've been on the show. I don't care if we talk. I don't care. I, I don't care anymore. 
if, if you're going to defend violence because it happens in a way that you like or you think it's in pursuant of a higher goal, you're not my pal. You're not my pal. And none of this, none of this is because of Dante Wright. The people, the, the people who care less about Dante Wright than I do, and remember, I was the guy that just said that I'm not going to continue to treat it like a tragedy when people resist arrest. The people that care even less are people that are walking around with new Air Force Ones right now. And they exist. And a media that tells you that that didn't happen is engaged in gaslighting propaganda and nothing more. And yeah. they're my enemy you know, too. One of the things that's so, and we don't know it to the extent here, but one of the things that's so crazy is the way that this is, the way that they have handled all the past rioting, you know, and and really not condemning it in a more overt way, you know, when you have people saying like, you know, people are exp- bowing to it, $8 million. Right. right, exactly. You have the politicians and the media, you know, making comments that are not, that are making light of it in the past. Um, you know, it, it creates this world where it seems that it's acceptable to engage in all of that. And, you know, people don't get punished mm-hmm. and we don't have the police force out there to really stand against it. And, you know, the, the thing I think that's going to be scary for all these politicians is, you know, this doesn't, this never, end, like the thing that I never get is like when the mayor is like, we're here for you guys. We believe in you and your cause. It's like, excuse me, sir. I think you were in charge of the police force when this happened. Uh, why weren't you on my cause yesterday for my cause yesterday? You know, is is the problem with that right. logic? I think they don't understand that the mob will eat them sooner or later, um, and so yeah. Well, the mob sure, will eat yeah. us all, dude. You know, it's it's a horrible mm. situation. Tragic. It's a tragic situation, not for the reasons you're being told. But what do you what do you do with it? What do you do with it when the response to somebody making what looks like an honest mistake turns into burning the city down. And, and it's a tough question because a lot of people are giving answers to it that do not seem calibrated. A lot of the people that are our political betters are giving answers that don't seem calibrated. For instance, the city planner in Minneapolis, I believe it's a Minneapolis city planner, simply said that the police officer would not be fired immediately, that she had access to due process just like everybody else on the police force. This resulted in him being fired by the mayor. And I don't, I, Christopher, I, upon listening to that audio of him saying that, I am not convinced in the slightest that that was not him caging that answer. Like, I don't think that was benevolence on his part by saying due process had to take place. It sounded no. like he, he did not want to answer the question one way or the other because he was scared of doing so. Not be, He's a public official saying that due process should be sure. a thing. How in the world is that any kind of shirking of his responsibilities? That is sure. his responsibility. And I, I honestly feel like it was like someone in middle tier management not wanting to speak for upper tier management. You know, that was my vibe when yeah. I listened to him say that. And the fact that he could be so milk toast, right? Just trying to not have to answer the question, so to speak, and then get flayed and then fired for the, for saying something that should be within his purview to say is absurd. Um, but anyway, it's insane. 
You're you're right. Well, and Rashida Tlaib has her take uh, <laughs> right. on this no, latest and it's, incident. It's quite smart. Which is that we should abolish policing in the United States. Well, not that. Also the military. How many times do you have to be disabused of this notion? The richest, most prosperous, safest places in America are the places with the most police. This is not an open conversation. The data is in. Period. You want to save lives? More police. Do you want more stories like this? So you continue to push a fallacious narrative? Less police. Rashida Tlaib is happy when people die because it means that there are more bodies upon which she can form her podium. And I'm not saying that because I think that there's a part of her that goes, oh, yes, it happened again. I'm saying that because it's very clear from her rhetoric and these actions that that is what happened. That this was a, that she believed that she could turn this into a feather in her cap at the expense of telling people the truth, which is that more policing and more funding for policing with better training actually makes these she could situations have taken the better. She the opportunity to tell people the truth and she didn't. She told them to tell the lie that benefits oh, and the it, political it, cause. Exactly. And maybe it's just her shadow. You know, I'm not saying that she's she's an evil scientist, but I'm saying that she is building her her platform on the dead bodies of those people she mm. pretends to care about. That's yeah, that it's a disgust. It's a disgusting thing is, to do. The terrifying part about the judgment that you just put out there is not that I don't agree with it, but is the fact that that should be the measure by which politicians are judged. Right. And it's sure. Man, it's massive, you know, and, you know, you can tell that in the climate we live today that the respect for that office is not carried out as if that's true. You know, it's it's it's. Yeah, well, it's these people hate America. Sure. Yeah. Well, they say so. So. Yeah, that's that's not conjecture. That's not that's not a QAnon conspiracy theory. (laughs) They'll tell you. Um, Anyhow, what do you do? Well, I'll say this. If you're a police officer in Minnesota, quit. Quit. The people who sign your checks are do not have your back. And the community that you serve does not have you back, your back. Quit. You know, if I screw up at work, I get fired. If you screw up at work, your city burns down. Those people don't deserve to have you. And that's not to say there's not a lot of good people in Minnesota. It's not to say that there's not a good, a lot of good business owners who are trying to make their way in a fraught political climate to serve their community. A lot of them being minority, by the way. It's true. I mean, the owner of uh, the owner of a liquor store that got firebombed in in downtown Minneapolis didn't resist arrest. Why isn't he your saint? Why isn't he your example? Perhaps because you don't actually care about the flourishing of people. Perhaps because you only care about when their suffering is convenient for you. So I quit. That it, it, no one can succeed under those conditions. And you know what? To the Democratic Party, and especially the, the squad branch of the Democratic Party, please continue. If you if you force if you force us to go down this dark road to find the light on the other side, then so be it. I don't have the power to stop you. But 
I pray that you continue to be forthright with what you are intending to do. Because the American people are not as stupid as you think that they are. And not as stupid as you act that they are. So continue to run on this, this horse crap that we should abolish policing. You numbskulls. You've got another thing coming in 2022, by the way. So, it's it just sucks. It sucks, and, and and the part about it that sucks the most is probably that mom. It's probably her. It sucks that she thinks that these people care about her in any way. It sucks that that the media is dedicated to a bill of of goods that is not for sale. It sucks that she is bought into the idea that these people who show up in black block to go burn down cities are doing so in the name of her son. It sucks that she believes that there is any politician out there that is promising equality and cannot deliver it. It sucks that she thinks that there is a movement that cares about Dante right when they prove over and over and over again that they don't. They don't, and it sucks that there is there is a limp-wristed, typically white, woke establishment that pats her on the head while they use her over and over again. It's a heartbreaking video with the proper context, and it sucks that she lost her boy. It sucks that she lost her boy, and it, and it sucks that that her boy made decisions. That made his life a dangerous one, in a, and that's in the real tragedy. That here. That's the real tragedy. for a better future. Well, used to, used to, before your liquor store gets burned down for sure. literally no reason. Used to, before you know the the store manager at the local GameStop now is out of work. It, it used to reward it. But we've become so attracted to the intoxicating idea of equality that we forgot about mm. virtue entirely. That we forgot about responsibility entirely. And that's the tragedy. That's the tragedy. It's a tragedy of the human soul, not a tragedy of a singular event. A very rare event that unfortunately replicated itself yesterday in Minneapolis. It's a tragedy that, it's a tragedy that we can't we can't defeat the evil within us, and so we externalize it. Yeah. Um, I love that, and I don't think the this episode needs to be punctuated with an ad read or our information. Uh, you know where to find us if you listened to the show before. Um, if not, you can probably figure it out. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening today. Um, Chris, it was an honor to do another one of these shows with you where we take something serious and say it and try our best to say something truthful about it in real time. Um, it's a scary thing to do. It's, it's, it intimidates me every, every time we do it, but I'm always proud that we take the opportunity to, um, and I think that's, I think that's something that all of you can take with you too, um, is to not be quiet, to do your research, to dig in, learn, be mindful about what you know and you don't know and try not to and try your best to, to not say more than that. Um, but this has yeah. been Carl pulling. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, get out of the backseat kids. We're home and get tested. Uh-huh.